This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. We begin this new fall season of More Than Conquerors Bible Study with an amazing 11 days of Bible instruction from Pastor Ray's popular series entitled, The Importance of Setting Your Spiritual Priorities. Every day, our lives are run by prioritizing the tasks that need to be done in order for us to simply best get to the next day. How much more importantly then do we need to set our spiritual priorities to ensure we always follow the Lord's command to seek ye first the kingdom of God? Therefore, in these opening four days, Pastor Ray addresses our first two spiritual priorities, seeking fellowship with God and developing our faith walk. With some very convincing arguments, Pastor declares boldly to his listeners that when things are right spiritually in our lives, everything else in our lives just seem to line up too. So welcome to part one of our first four powerful days of The Importance of Setting Your Spiritual Priorities. Last week we started, this week we'll continue, and I'm talking to you about priorities. Everybody say priorities. Now these are not the priorities that you, you normally hear about you know, uh, we, we talk about personal, uh, like family priorities. Should it be church first or, or family first or, you know, church second? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about personal priorities in this segment of, of messages. These are personal things that we need to keep, um, keep, a, keep our, our mind on, keep our focus on, and be sure that we've got these priorities in place because these priorities that I'm talking to you about and speaking to you about, I believe affect every other area of your life. If you've got these right, I believe everything else will line up and also be right in your life. Now last, uh, let me just give you a couple of definitions here because you know how much I love definitions. The, the definition for the word priority means something that is more important than other things and that needs to be done or dealt with first. Did you hear what I said? something that, that is more important than other things and that needs to be done or dealt with first. Another definition for priorities is the thing that someone cares about and thinks are important. So when we talk about the word priority, we're talking about those things that are first. And Jesus actually spoke about that in Matthew's Gospel. I think I gave this verse last time we were together, but Matthew's Gospel, chapter 6 and verse 33 um, Jesus said, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. So what Jesus is telling us through that verse is keep the things of God, keep the priorities that God would seem important or deem important in our lives. Keep those first. Everything else is going to follow. Everything is going to follow you keeping your mind on the things of God. Did, did you see that? Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and then everything else will follow. Everything will come. Often, if we're not careful, what we do is we start seeking things, and we put more attention. Our priorities get mixed up or get flipped, and we start to prioritize 
our natural things or the worldly things before we do the godly things or the spiritual things. The spiritual things in our life are the things that we ought to be focusing in on because I believe when we have those right, everything else is going to be right. If those are out of adjustment, everything else is going to be out of adjustment as well. So we need to put our attention on the spiritual things. And these are priorities that every person, every Christian, every believer needs to pay attention to. The number one priority that we talked about last week, and we'll go over it just uh, very, very quickly, was fellowshipping with God. Number one priority is fellowshipping with God. Well, why would that be the number one priority? Because everything comes from and emanates from God. And if our fellowship with now, now you see, I, I said that I actually got some feedback from this because from several people, I made this comment. I said, even though you are in relationship with God, doesn't necessarily mean that you're fellowshipping with him. You can be in fellowship with someone or you can be in relationship with someone and not actually be fellowshipping with that person. You know, a lot of married people that live together and, and the, the, the document proves that they are related. They are they're in relationship, in marriage relationship, but they don't have fellowship or they don't have proper fellowship or they don't have abundant fellowship or they don't have deep fellowship. So it's very possible to be in relationship without having fellowship. So you're saved. You're washed by the blood of the Lamb. How many of you are saved? You know you're saved. You proclaim you're saved. That's wonderful. That means that you are in relationship with God. But the question that I pose is, are you fellowshipping with God? Are you taking the time to talk with Him? Are you taking the time to listen to Him? Are you just taking praise breaks during your day or during your week where you just set a little bit of time to just praise Him? Not even talking to Him, just praising Him, worshiping Him. Sometimes we don't need to do you know, do any talking. Sometimes we just need to sing to the Lord, sing in the spirit, right? Lift up a praise or a word of praise. I just love to tell the Lord how much I love him and how much I appreciate him. I love to say this to the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for saving a sinner like me. Now, I'm not sin conscious. You know, I'm not, I understand that I'm, righteousness has been imputed, but I've never forgotten and I will never forget from where God has taken me. I see what God is saying, and, and that, that needs praise. I, I mean, for me, I don't feel good accepting a gift from a human without thanking them and, and having this gratitude in my heart. See, that's the problem with most humans. We have a lot of ingratitude because people bless us, and we're, we're all delighted for the moment, but we, our memory is short. We forget. We forget what people have done for us. See, I don't like to live like that. I, I don't like to be like that. I'm, I'm a grateful person. When someone blesses me, I never forget the, the little things as well as the, you know, the big things. I never forget what people have done for me and to me to help me and to bless my life. And I, I have gratitude in my heart. Well, I believe that that really emanates from the gratitude that you show to God. And if you don't, see, that's, 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 that's deep, intimate fellowship with God. When, when you show God and you tell God and you speak to God how grateful you are for all that he's done for you. You're so grateful from where he's taken you. You're so grateful for all the blessings of the past. You see, you understand that without him, you'd be nothing. I mean, how many of you really truly understand that tonight? That without him, you would be nothing. Some of us might be dead today. I, I know for myself that I, I'm convinced that had I not given my heart to the Lord and truly made a break from, you know, my former life, I, I'm, tr I'm convinced that I would be dead today. I don't know how many of you feel that way, but I'm pretty convinced that I, I wouldn't be here right now or I'd be in some poor condition or poor state. So I'm grateful to God for all that he's done. I'm grateful. 
And that's part of the fellowshipping with God. Just tell, God delights when we tell him how grateful we are and how thankful we are. Don't get so casual with God that, that you know, you forget to, you know, and I've seen this happen in, in natural relationships. We get so casual, so close that we just, you know that term, don't take it for granted. Don't take God's blessings and God's love and, and God's forgiveness and his healing for granted. Let us show every day acts and words and attitudes of gratefulness and gratitude to God. That's part of our fellowshipping with him. And you know the other awesome thing, I was only going to talk about this for a few minutes, but I get excited about this. You know the awesome thing about fellowshipping with God? And it's not some deep spiritual place. It's like, you know, you know, how, you, you know how you get in the spirit? You come out of the flesh. You just turn it off for a minute. You just put yourself in a quiet place with God and you begin to talk to him. And then you shut up and you let him talk back. And, and, and it's amazing what God will reveal to you in these times of fellowship. It's amazing how God will reveal his heart and speak to you in times of fellowship with him. He'll reveal himself. And you think, you know, many of us have been saved for years. We think we know everything about God. But I'll tell you what, you haven't even gotten a thimbleful of who God is. God reveals more and more of himself in such awesome and powerful ways. But that can only happen when we fellowship. When you fellowship with God at that level, you're going to find help. You're going to find strength. You're going to find direction. You're going to find wisdom. You're going to find power in that place. Am I speaking to anybody here tonight? So fellowshipping with God is number one priority. You ought to get in the morning and fellowship. You ought to take a, take a fellowship break during the day. Forget the coffee, man. Many of you think you need coffee to get you through the day. Take a fellowship break with God. You could sip some coffee in between. I'm not, not trying to take your coffee break away from you. But include God in that coffee break. Instead of having coffee with a friend, have coffee with God. Right? And, and, and just fellowship with him throughout the day. You see, I, actually, I was talking to a friend about this uh, just the other day. We were talking about, um, you know, how people get so, and I did this, get so hung up about the time of prayer. Many, many years ago, like going back 25 years ago, there was a, there was a, 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 a guy, a pastor, who had started this huge ministry based on the Our Father. And, and he had all kinds of stuff, you know, he, he broke down the Our Father and he had all these prayers that were linked to it. And, and he, had, he, was, he was getting people up, he said, you've got to get up at 5.30 in the morning. I think it was 5.30, it was some ungodly hour in the morning. But actually, I get up that time now. But back then, I wasn't getting up that early, but, but now I do. But people were getting up and they were going to their churches and he had them praying and they had charts and they had all this kind of stuff. And when it was all said and done, the only fruit that came out of it, the only thing that came out of it were tired Christians. And everybody was getting so, you know, focused on this time of prayer. Got to get up and got to spend this hour with God. He based it on that scripture. Will you not tarry with me one hour? So, you know, you got to get up and spend that hour. And people were like falling asleep in the pews, you know, praying and not even know what they're praying about because it became a work and it was no longer a relationship. See, I, I got free from, thank God I got free. You know how I got free from that? I realized... Well, not realize it was God who really dealt with me. Son, it's not about the, the time of prayer. It's about a life of prayer. And that can take place at any time. And it can take place at all times. Is everybody with me? So it's not about, the, it's not about a specific time of prayer. I got to pray a half hour. I got to pray an hour. I got to pray 45 minutes. You're creating, what you've done is you've, you've made prayer a work. 
And then if you don't do the hour, you know what happens? You feel guilty. And then what happens when you feel guilty, you start backing up from God. You feel unworthy. You're not walking in boldness. You're not walking in faith. You're not walking in power. You're walking in guilt and shame because you, you've taken something that's supposed to come uh, be part of a relationship and fellowship and you turned it into a work. Does that make sense to anybody here? Man, when God revealed that to me, I got so free. It was like, I will never, I will never hold myself to a time of prayer ever again in my life. Sometimes I pray in the morning. Sometimes I pray in the afternoon. Sometimes I pray at night. Sometimes I pray all three times. Sometimes I do it those three times and 15 times more during the day. While I'm driving in my car, while I'm sitting at my desk, while I'm sometimes watching television, I just drift away and I start praying. You understand? It's a relationship. And, 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 and see, that's all part of fellowshipping with God, keeping that alive and active in your life. That is our number one priority in our lives. If that gets out of whack, everything else is going to get... See, you can't go through the whole day and never spend time with God. You can't get up in the morning and just race through your day, guzzle down your coffee, run to work, you know, rub-a-dub-dub, thanks for the grub, yay God, and, and really, and then come home and go to sleep and say that you fellowship with God. You, you, need, you, need, you need to take that time during the day as you're, as you're going through the cor course of your day to fellowship with him. That's the number one priority because I'm going to tell you what, you're, you're going to be empowered, you're going to be strengthened, you're going you're to feel his presence you're going to be able to face your challenges, those difficult things that come up in, during your, your work day. God's going to, you're going to just glide through them. God's going to give you the grace and the understanding and the wisdom to face those challenges because you're connected to him and you're, you're, you're trusting in him and you're, you're, you're leaning on the arm of God and not leaning on the arm of flesh. Is everybody with me? There's a verse, I looked it up before in Jeremiah. It says, cursed is the man who makes the arm of flesh his strength. You see, and, and when we do that, you see, when we, and I, I would imagine that most of you here tonight, because you're here tonight, this is midweek service and a very small portion of people come to the midweek service, but you're all here tonight. And that's just, that's just probably, probably because your relationship with God is really tight. You don't want to miss anything. And that's why you're here tonight. Because you don't want to miss. Now, I'm not saying that everybody that's not here is, is not tight with God. You know, I'm, please don't go back and tell your friends, well, pastor said, you know, you're just, you're not really serious about your, I didn't say that. Some of them can't be here tonight, want to be here tonight or some other thing, but people who come regularly or even, you know, as regularly as possible to midweek service, these, you're, you're, you're hungry for God, you see, and I, I bet you if we sat down and talked, we'd find that you're spending that time with God during the day, you're talking to him and your life is blessed and you're growing. You see, because that's the only way you're going to grow is when you keep your priorities right. Can I get a better amen than that? So number one priority is, is, is fellowshipping with God. And number two priority in our life, and I just want to talk about this for a few minutes tonight. We won't go too long because I don't think any of these things are really that deep or difficult to understand. But they are important for us to be re reminded of. And I told you to open up to Hebrews, right? Chapter 11. Did I tell you to do that? Yeah, Hebrews chapter 11, very familiar verse of scripture. And um, verse one says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And then it says, for, it, for by it, the elders obtained a good testimony. What's a good testimony? Well, good testimony is the, the evidence, the reports that, have, that come forth through our lives 
that declare and prove God's goodness and his power and his healing and all of the one. That's what a testimony is. We testify of the good things that God has done. So it says faith, by faith, faith is the substance thing hoped for, the evidence of not, things not seen. By faith and through faith, the elders obtained a good testimony. The elders obtained a good testimony. And when he's talking about the elders, he names all the elders. He talks about Moses and, and, and all, the, you know, all of them. And we'll, we'll go through them in, in just a few minutes. But he said, by, by faith and through faith, they obtained a good testimony. Well, I would say likewise that you and I are going to gain, the only hope of gaining a good testimony in our lives, about our lives, is by faith, is through faith. Good testimony comes through operating and learning and knowing, and here's the word that I want to key in tonight, developing our faith. So the number two priority in our lives is that we need to always be mindful that we are every day in everything that we face, we, we are developing our faith or we need to develop our faith because by faith and through faith and only through faith shall we obtain the good testimony. If you want a good, te listen, if you want to test the baloney, then do it some other way. You understand, you, under you all heard what I said, a test the baloney, a lot of, you can do it some other way. But if you, want God, if you want God's working in your life that is undeniable with the proofs that, that only come through the hand of God and through the power of God, if you want to see things like miraculously happen in your life, then the only way it's going to happen is through and by faith. Because by faith, the elders that were before us, all these great men and women of the Bible, they got their testimonies one way, by faith. So what would be the number two or one of the priorities that I want to talk about for a few minutes? And that is developing our faith. Very simple. A priority in our lives is that we need to develop our faith. Our faith is like, uh, I always like to liken faith to a muscle. Everybody has some amount of muscle. But some people have worked what has been given to them and they've created more muscle. And, it, it, you know, it angers me. That's, that's one of the things that, that pushed me. Yeah, no, true. It's true. That's one of the things that pushed me to, to start working out and getting to the gym and lifting weights and, 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 you know, doing my martial arts and things. Because I got tired of looking at everybody else that had some muscles while I, I'm watching myself shrink away. Now, I don't, believe it's, I don't believe it's supposed to be that way that you get older and start shrinking away. I believe you can reverse it. And what you do is you take what you got and you work it. And when you work what you got, you get some more. Y'all didn't hear what I said. When you work what you got, you get some more. And faith is exactly like a muscle. You've got to work your faith muscle in order to create and to produce more faith, more muscle, more faith muscle. Because it's only through faith and by faith that we're going to get the good testimony, just like the people of old. That's the only way. Every testimony that I have in my life, everything that I have in my life up to this point has been the work of faith. I am not that super intelligent. I'm pretty smart. <laughs> but I'm not gifted like some of you. Some of you, man, you read something once, you got it locked in, and you can, you remember it never, not me, I got to read it 10 times and I still have to go back and read it 10 more times. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Once I get it, it never leaves. But it takes me a little while to get it. I'm not gifted like, like, like that, you see? So, so it's not because I'm so smart, you know? Uh, it's not because I'm so charismatic. It's not because 
I'm so liked by God more than, than others. What it's been in my life is that I found this faith message, this operation of faith. I learned how to do it. Many of you sit, all of you sitting here just about, you have, you, if you didn't get a faith lesson, if you didn't get a verse by verse faith lesson, you have caught it in the spirit because everything that I teach somehow or other goes back to faith. You, you, you've caught, you know, you've caught it to some degree and you'll keep catching it as you keep listening to the word of God being preached. But the only way you obtain a testimony is by faith. That's it. Everything that, everything that I am, everything I have is all been through faith. So number, number, another priority, top priority in our lives is that we must continue to develop our faith. Now, let's jump down to verse number six, very, very important verse. But it says here, but without faith, it is impossible to please him or to please God, right? So let's just stop right there. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. It is not possible to please God without faith. You don't, listen, God's not pleased with your tears. Because a lot of people like boo-hoo, boo-hooing yourself in the presence of God does not please God. As a matter of fact, doesn't even get his attention. You know, I know there are a lot of songs that people sing and a lot of poems that have been written and a lot of books that have been written. But the, the, the bottom line to it is the only thing that I could find in the Bible that gets God's attention is faith. So strong, so, so much so that this verse is so strong that it says without faith, it is impossible to please God. God is only impressed. God is only moved. God is only, you know, um, I don't know, you stick some other adjective in there, but only by faith. Faith is what really gets God's attention because God is a faith God. So if it's that important, if it's, if it's impossible to please him any other way than by faith, how many of you would agree with me that developing our faith is of primary importance and needs to be a priority in our lives and every day? So when your challenges come, don't, listen, don't, don't run away. Don't run from the battle. Don't be afraid to progress and to move forward. You know, one of, one of, the, biggest, one of the biggest things that we as believers have to be really careful of, and I got to watch this too for myself, is getting stagnant. Is, is putting ourselves in neutral or park. Or neutral is even worse because you're in, in, in neutral. When you're in neutral, you can still put your foot on the gas and a car really revs up, vroom, 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 and it'll move a little bit. It'll shake in space because it's not locked in. But it's not really going anywhere. So, so we have to be very, very careful that we're not, we're not allowing fear and doubt and unbelief prevent us from moving ahead. The only thing that stretches your faith is when you, the only thing that I believe that really challenges your faith is when you begin to move forward, when you begin to take on new territory, when you challenge yourself. That's what, that's what faith, that's what the faith walk is. So we can't be afraid. Developing our faith is, is, a, is a major priority. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. 
If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you simply want to sow a gift into the work of the MTC Radio Ministry, go to livingwordchurch.org and click on the Give Online Radio Ministry tab. Or send your check to MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Pastor Ray invites you to visit Living Word Church in person or via their weekly live stream broadcast Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. But before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. This is Pastor Ray Hegistilianos. It's always a privilege to share the life-saving, life-changing Word of God with you, our listeners. And today, as always, I trust that these messages are impacting your life in a very positive way. Remember that as life's challenges come, we are more than conquerors. This has been More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray Hegistilianos and is provided by Living Word Christian Church, White Plains, New York.